1: Welcome into the PHNX Sun Show on a Tuesday. I am Espo, he is Saul Bookman, and somebody finally decided to join us back in the studio. It's <laughs> so Gerald Borgay. Gerald, how was the vacation?
0: It was fantastic. I needed the time off. I got to go to New Orleans and then uh, take a trip with the fiance and my sister and her husband to Minnesota. So it was – I ate really well. It was a good time.
2: Was it humid as hell in Minnesota? Oh, man.
0: It was so bad. Like the first two days that we got in there, it was like 90s and it was – the humidity was insane. I I was not a fan. What
2: what was worse, Minnesota or New Orleans in terms of humidity?
0: Minnesota. Oh, yeah? Actually, yeah. Wow. New Orleans was just kind of hot, but Minnesota, it felt like – you know it was just like a blanket of moisture on your entire body
1: are there two more diametrically <laughs> opposed places than uh new orleans and, no. and minnesota <laughs> not, like, not yeah. really <laughs>
2: compton and freaking central field no.
1: <laughs>
2: well yeah or no i'm sorry compton and gilbert how about okay, that? there we go you know where we're going yeah, with that. Well, yep. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> Thank you, Gerald. Uh, we got back. plenty to talk about today. We're having a little trash talk Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, Gerald. We're not just going to insult <laughs> you for having been gone for a week, uh, but we're going to actually talk about some of our favorite trash talkers in Phoenix Suns history. Uh, since it's a topical Tuesday, we're going to do our top eight. Of each mm-hmm. and uh which one of you gentlemen wants to start I'm i'll gonna... go
2: first all right go ahead all right my, my my list of uh biggest trash talkers in sun's history starts obviously with number one charles barkley there's mm-hmm. nobody that's going to top him he didn't give a shit about you and he would t- let you know to your face <laughs> um and then number two Raja bell uh obviously the clothesline of kobe's though the most iconic of the bunch but Raja didn't take any shit from anyone anytime uh the mori um, they, uh, are very much disliked, uh, <laughs> for a reason because they don't know how to shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> and that's obviously been in existence, not only here, but also at their other stops. Uh, Devin Booker hey listen he's not going to back down from anybody he'll let you know it if you've seen some of those clips uh and i do want to give a shout out to my guy perplex damage he's the one that was like hey you guys should talk about some of the biggest shit talkers in sun's history Mm -hmm. uh, because he's been watching a channel and i forgot what the channel was named uh but there's a lot of like um you know where it kind of it kind of translates what's going on in some of these behind the scenes clips Not bad lip reading, it's it's actually telling, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then going back to that list, uh, number five, I have KD, because KD is just KD. Chris Paul, uh, you know, Gerald and I used to laugh because once a game he would (laughs) do something that would make you laugh. Mm. And a lot of this stuff was like, it's really passive-aggressive shit talk is what Chris Paul does. (laughs) And then rounding it out, seven, Sam Cassell because Sam Cassell was a G, and that is not Sam Cassell. <laughs> that is definitely Kevin Johnson in that image. I don't know why Kevin Johnson's right there, but I assure you Sam Cassell, who looks like E.T., is not that guy. And then number eight, Xavier McDaniel. Uh, people don't know X a lot because he was, he was like the early – no, late 80s is when he came to the Suns, I believe, from Seattle. Um, but he was also a shit talker. Uh, he, there's also, a, when he went to the Knicks, he was even bigger shit talker because he talked a lot of shit to, to MJ, and that didn't go over so well for the Knicks.
1: Two things. Okay. One, mm-hmm. I wouldn't put the Moray on that because they don't talk shit directly on the court. They wait till they're off of it and talk it where nobody can do anything about it because they're punks and fake tough guys. Two, oh how did you leave your buddy... Eddie Johnson off your list. (laughs) This better be on outside shots on Thursday because Eddie (laughs) is going to eviscerate Saul and show him what true trash talking is. I can't I get, tell if I,
0: he's, like, excited for it or if that's, like, an I immediately regret. This, I think he decision. forgot.
2: No, was. <laughs> uh, number one, I did forget. <laughs> uh, number two, I get shit-talked by Eddie every single week. It's not anything <laughs> new. So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Eddie. I'm
0: not worried. I mean, the more I, though, I will say they were so good at talking trash, they talked shit to their own fan base that one time. So, yeah. like,
1: yeah. I,
0: that's... A lot of guys haven't done that. That's like when Happy Gilmore bragged about taking off a skate and trying to stab
1: somebody with it. Like well, nobody's ever done that before. They re- they reportedly also talk crap to their mom's boyfriend too. Yeah. So I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly.
2: Oh. I don't wanna get sued. Allegedly. I, a lot a lot of people in the chat is like Emma's gotta stop using goggle. and God, she's gotta use damn. Google. No, like, I, <laughs> I said
1: Google <laughs> Go- 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 images did me dirty Go- and goggle Go- images. Goggle Go- Go- images. Damn
2: it, goggle images. Damn. That's tough. Taking strays, Emma. Oh know.
1: Okay, Um, who wants to
0: go next? (laughs) We we can go ahead and bring up mine next. Let's do mine. Uh, I'm actually going to put Devin Booker in the number one spot. I feel like he's building up quite a resume. You talk about the stuff with Luca. You talk about Clay Thompson, a guy who rarely gets mad at anybody. Getting into it with Devin Booker, and that's a guy that Clay Thompson has a lot of respect for. I feel like he's one of the more underrated trash talkers in the league, especially because he is so good, and he'll just say that one little thing. That'll needle guys. Charles Barkley, obviously, an all time great son's trash talker.
2: You know why I put Charles number one instead of Devin Booker? Why is that? It's because in Charles's day, and I don't mean to use that phrase. <laughs> it's fair. Like, if you shit talk, you <laughs> better be ready to fight, too. That is true. And that, there's a big difference between now's day and age and, and back then, I would I'd
1: say. I'd argue Book is ready to fight. A lot of the guys he talks <laughs> trash to aren't. I don't. I don't. I'm I not going to kick Luca's ass if he had the opportunity. I'm not going to speak
0: to Devin Booker's fisticuffs <laughs> prowess, fisty but, cuffs, but, but put him up, put up your Dukes. But um, I, I will say he's gotten into like you could name a player on pretty much every team that he's had a spat with here or there. Um, Gorgy Jiang, um, who Troy Daniels that one time. Like it's on the court, it's off the court. He talks a lot of shit, yes. um, and we're here for it. Jay Crowder, I feel like, oh, is gonna yeah. get lost in time, but his troll job of the Lakers in that one series alone puts him in the top eight with the salsa dancing and everything. And
1: when it, the way he ran off the yes. court, it was so <laughs> awful.
0: Um, like I, I'm I'm glad that we're getting to a place where we can look back finally on Jay Crowder's time here. Raja Bell, another all time great. Like everyone remembers the closed line, but it was more than just that. Um Mikhail Bridges, sneakily. Huh. People are gonna say that this is a weird pick, and I understand it but when you pulled up three fingers and point at an opposing bench every time you make a corner three, you're pressing some buttons there. I think that's (laughs) more trolling than it is trash talking. Isn't it psychological warfare? Yeah, Yeah. but I'm kind of here for that. Like He's laughing. He's having a good time on the court. If I was an opponent, I feel like that would piss me off maybe even more than trash talking. Like, Mm. God, this guy's having such a good time at our fucking expense this (laughs) whole time. Um, Eddie Johnson had to give some respect there. Chris Paul like you said Saul he does shit that is just so funny on the court like it's the pettiest stuff the rip throughs all of that and then i feel like Gerald Green had that one season where he was just like it was that 2013 14 season where Dragic was insane and Gerald Green was just dunking everything and talking shit the whole time like he was fun to watch that year he
1: he even talked shit to me i asked him the first <laughs> time i met him uh i asked him about the dunk contest. Mm. He lost his ever-loving mind on me and talked all <laughs> sorts of shit. So mm. even even off the court, to reporters or people that work for the team, Gerald Green would talk some <laughs> shit. Uh, let's go to my list here. Uh, and, and Eli in the chat says, I, I better have Sarver on the list. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> Sarver wasn't a shit talker. Sarver was just a just, piece of crap. He just
0: spewed filth from his mouth. Just, just a piece of the crap. Fact.
1: Look, Eddie is number one. Anybody that does not say Eddie Johnson <laughs> bel- it deserves the top spot on here is Insane. You to know me. he can't hear you right now. No, you? I'm not saying Eddie talks shit to the greatest shit talkers in the game. He went at Reggie. He went at, at Jordan. He talked shit to everybody that we Larry Bird. Have you heard his Larry Bird story? Yeah, well, I mean, Man. he got pumped sometimes talking <laughs> shit to did these. Not guys. Go over like that. But we did not, we did not say who won a shit talking battle that shut down the other team. (laughs) We're talking about guys that just like to talk shit. Mm -hmm. And Eddie was at the top of that list. I agree with Gerald Devin Booker already on this list. Uh, He, can we pull up that quote that I pulled up? uh, Am I here? This was freaking God. Katie back in 2017, Mm -hmm. he had this to say, about Devin Booker. Devin Booker will talk a little, uh, and then he says he's he loved the game. He a dog. He likes to talk shit. He'll like he'll rough you up too. He'll get up into you. Better watch out for that boy because he's nice. He's next. I'm telling you. Like mm-hmm. even back in 2017, year two in this league, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant who eventually would blow up the net so he could come play with Devin Booker even recognize the shit talking of Devin Booker mm-hmm. so I, that he's there on t- at two Charles Barkley three uh maybe a little disrespect here for Chuck's ability maybe I
2: mean Charles Barkley talks shit to everybody he talks shit to the fans he, <laughs> he fought did. fans yeah. he he he, he was like hey you be- hey fucking you, you better that- take that shit off the windows in Chicago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after they, they, they won game five like mm. I, the Charles Barkley disrespect on the trash talking list oh. is crazy to me Charles Barkley would talk shit to EJ too yeah, and then EJ he would fight talking right back. EJ, and EJ. Charles EJ. Barkley talked shit to Shaq and nobody would talk shit to Shaq yeah. and then he fucking tried to fight him e- like Charles Barkley is number one what are we doing <laughs> no, here people EJ
1: to this day still will talk shit to anybody that, that's in his orbit or like, that's Johnson what all people do that's all they day. do is talk eddie eddie johnson is the greatest trash talker in sons history barkley should have been two devin booker's right on his heels i'll say that i can at least admit that pj mm. tucker was a bad mother you know in talking trash he was a guy that i loved watching talk shit from court side all right mm. tom chambers Underrated shit talker, what? and still does it to this day. Really? So Tom, Tom Jamers, does, yeah. Oh yeah, that's like, What he oh, say? Yeah. Uh, oh, he talks total shit. I want to hear like okay. an example. So he would he'd light me up all the time about you know I'd wear bow ties. He'd make uh, <laughs> well, the I bow mean, tie was that's never an easy target there. I'm yeah, but Eddie didn't, Eddie didn't go at the low hanging fruit. Eddie uh, Eddie would find something good to needle you with. Tom yeah. would go after like your feet, the obvious oh, thing. Gotcha. Yeah, but. but but I'll never forget, we forgot in in social to recognize the 60-point, the anniversary of the 60-point game mm-hmm. Tom Chambers How dare you, uh, had. Mm-hmm. I have never had so much shit talk to me and <laughs> and basically uh, have a guy hold a grudge as much as that. It wasn't but even was a major sh- anniversary. It, but was
2: it shit talking oh, yes. or was he just
1: trashing No, you? it was it was shit talking. It so was it was like, like in love? Give me a hard time. Oh, yeah. With Eddie and Tom, if they're not talking trash to you, they don't that's like true. you. Mm. That's true. If that's they're true. quiet, they don't like you. Okay. Like, that's very, very clear. And you learn that very on. Like, Eddie Eddie and Tom would go at you right away. Mm. And if you couldn't handle it, they just didn't talk to you anymore. Okay. And Charles
2: is still going hard right now.
1: Uh, in
2: media. And he's going, and, and, and people catch strays from Charles. They, they will. Like the San Antonio <laughs> women. <laughs> All the time. The whole I mean, city of San Antonio it, catches straight. Never phrase. mind, I'm not going. Yeah, don't go there. Uh, let's
1: go back <laughs> to the list here. Uh, I have Chris Paul. I think it's an obvious. Uh, Jock Landell, I mean, we saw it firsthand. Jock Landell can talk some shit, all right? Okay, and then.
0: But my question, though, yeah. is are these people that talk shit on the basketball court yeah. or just yeah. to you personally? No, yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> definitely. Chambers did it on the court. P.J. Tucker. I mean— Jock that,
2: doesn't. I feel like Jock doesn't talk yeah, very much. Yeah,
1: I— I think he does. I think he gets pumped up, but I don't think he right. talks shit. Right. We can ask him, but he's good <laughs> off the court at least. Look yes. what he did to Mikhail as well. Uh and then Matt Barnes. Yep. All right. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. To me, this dude came back after he was on the Suns mm-hmm. in a game, went courtside during a game, right up to Robert Sarver and said, I will slap the shit out of you. <laughs> in a game yeah. to the owner that he used to play for, <laughs> and he said that to him. Oh that God. is the ultimate trash-talking right there.
2: Yeah, like, just, that was
1: next level. <laughs> I don't care. You can kiss my ass, all right? There's
2: some people in the chat. Triple B has mentioned uh, Maurice Lucas back in the day, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, another honorable mention would be Dennis Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, I talked to Eddie, and I asked him, I said, is there anybody from, you know, Back in the day, that you would consider a big trash talker that you used to play for the Suns, and he, and I asked him about Dennis Johnson. He said uh, Dennis Johnson wasn't so much a shit talker as he was more like uh, a psychological kind of like mental game kind of fuck you in the head kind of guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I and I told you guys this when we were talking before the show. I imagine Connie Hawkins was. He grew up in in, in Rucker he was Park. So mild mannered, but well, later in life, but I imagine. You can't grow up playing in in those games, and with everything that happened to him, you know, where he got banned from the league for a while, that he didn't come in with an edge at some point. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I'm just reading some of these. Maurice Lucas, like you said, probably should have uh, should have been on the list. That was an oversight uh, on my part. Somebody
2: said Danny Ainge too. Yeah. Was he a trash
1: talker or was he just annoying? He was annoying.
2: He was definitely an instigator.
1: But is instigator the same thing as trash talker? Yes. If I play dirty on a court, that's different than talking trash to you. Yeah, but it it, is. It's
2: also like your mannerisms, the way you go about doing it. Like there's different forms of trash talk um and you just know you're ju- you, basically the whole purpose of trash talk is to try and get somebody mentally out of their game or get under their skin somehow some way right and mm. danny Ainge was one of the best of that for i mean sure.
1: if we were rating a massive encore jackasses danny Ainge probably <laughs> been number one on my list my,
2: my thing with
0: danny age is it felt like every time he was on a highlight he was on the wrong end of it like True. if you go back
1: and watch michael jordan highlights from that era <laughs> like danny Ainge it's is always, always
0: getting Ainge. the business yeah. from him
1: can can we go up to Zypher's comment here as well? Zypher says this list is a lot uh, is of the people who have roasted Asbo the, the most is That's all it was. It was no, all personal. Because, hold on. It was all
2: personal. Saul Bookman would be on that list if that was true. That was per-
1: I never played in the NBA, no, so I can't he, be on tangentially, that. Tangentially, you're you're part of the Sun's family. He says we do this so often. If it was just guys that gave me shit all the time, Bookman would be on that list. Uh, you know what list you should be on, Saul though? The people <laughs> The people. That, I forgot they,
0: your transitions, how they yeah, work around here. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not all of us can ask better questions like Lindsay does while transitioning. I'm sorry. So, you know what list you should be on? <laughs> the list of people who have signed up for the BetMGM Sportsbook okay. app using that code PHNX. It is totally easy. You go download the BetMGM Sportsbook app, whether you use apple or android they got it for both or if you're if you're older and you you just use the web browser you can go to betmgm.com and do it sign up deposit at least ten dollars into your betmgm sportsbook account place your first wager up to fifteen hundred dollars and you're going to get that back in bonus bets if you lose so whatever you wager you're going to get back in bonus bets so you know you don't have to worry about it if you're terrible at betting like me you're gonna get it right back <laughs> so don't have to worry about there uh, that I'm looking forward to it like we talked about the other day hammer the over on the suns 51 is is where they're sitting and I think that I would I would go way over on that when it comes to the suns uh so I'm looking at that one as a as a great bet I'd probably bet against the Cardinals next weekend, too, <laughs> if I'm looking to win some money. So yeah. Sign up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app using the promo code PHNX. Deposit $10 and place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager and receive up to 1500 bucks back in bonus bets if it loses. Here's Shane with the disclaimer. Gambling problem?
0: Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-HOPENY or text HOPENY four six seven three six nine New York. Call one seven5050 Massachusetts. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred NEXT STEP Arizona. One eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero Nevada. One eight hundred BETS OFF Iowa. One eight hundred two seven zero seven one one seven for confidential help. Michigan. One eight hundred nine eight one zero zero two three Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario.
1: I really hope people can't hear what we say (laughs) behind that. that Thank God. Emma, just make sure you keep hitting mute. Gerald, you've been away, so you haven't heard about this. I have. Circle K's Inner Circle. I just used it today for the first time. Isn't it amazing? The 25 cents off on gas? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you sign up. You go. It's easy. You download the Circle K app. Then you sign up for the Inner Circle right there in the app, and they'll send you a text message. You're in, right? And you're going to get $0.25 off your first five fill-ups. Okay. Uh, I got five. You don't
2: even have to have your phone. No, you you just put in your phone number. You just put in your phone number and boom.
1: $0.25 off. Uh, You're also going to get five free Polar Pops, which I've already used two of them, uh, which is, is fantastic. And then every sixth item that you buy you're going to get it free on select Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks and more. So join that Inner Circle today for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circledk.com for details. So here at PHNX this week it's been PHNX ranks. We've been looking at the top 25 athletes of all time in Arizona, we had a panel of 15 experts, journalists and media members from across the years and across the state, all voted on their top 25. Today, we released 20 through 16. And here's a look at who was on that list, Kurt Schilling, Terrell Suggs, Randall McDaniel, Paul Goldschmidt. And coming in at 16 is K.J. Kevin Johnson, the point guard from, from the Suns from the late 80s through the late 90s. That's cool. What school do you go to? With the cow. There you go. Mm-hmm. You, really, you want to test me on Suns trivia? I mean, I'm just asking. The
2: cow. You just asked what, a question. What number? Was, what what number? You want to you
1: try me? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go, Bookman? You know who I am? I'm like, oh, okay. What, what right. was KJ's first number with the Suns? Oh, I don't know. It was 11. There you go. The first, the half season he played here after the trade, he wore number 11. Okay. So he was on the list. Uh, obviously, uh, a impact on the court, three time All Star. Second all-time on the Suns in assists behind uh, Steve Nash. Won the most improved player in 1988-89. Also, we understand KJ is problematic off the court in some ways. Uh, There there obviously were different things. This was very much based on uh, playing career and not as much uh, on the off the court.
0: And this was a panel of 15 Arizona... Media members, media members who voted guys. on the rankings,
1: yeah, right.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, on the court, KJ, obviously one of the all-time greats. He, I think, for like four straight seasons, he was a twenty and ten guy. Um, you know, there's that finals run in the '93 season. Obviously, everyone remembers Barkley, but KJ was a huge part of that. The dunk over Hakeem Olajuwon, one of the best dunks in Suns history. In a lot um, of us. yeah. But <laughs> obviously, we can't talk about him without acknowledging the other side of it um and for those who don't know what we're talking about there's a real sports segment that you can watch and inform yourself on mandy coba and john Tao and amanda thomas and all the other accusations that have been levied against him uh it would be kind of irresponsible to just gloss over that because that is as much as we love talking about sports there are things that are more important um but just from a pure sports standpoint uh I think that's a fair ranking for KJ honestly.
2: Yeah. I mean KJ on the court was one of the the I he was so explosive and I and I really believe that had he not he had such a nagging hamstring oh, injury hamstring. that yeah. felt like it just lingered through his entire career um but when when it wasn't there like he was as good as any guard in the league uh virtually unstoppable when it came to Explosiveness could get to the hole, could pull up for that mid range jumper right at the elbow. That was like his favorite shot. Like he was such a good player. um and, and, you know, there's a reason why Charles Barkley, like, you know, he basically had tried to slap the shit out of KJ to, to get him to wake up because in the playoffs he was having a rough go of it the year they went to the finals. And finally he snapped out of it and they were able to put things together and, and get all the way to the finals. So I, I again, I, I just think his high and his lows um his highs were were really high and uh it, and it propelled the suns listen he was one of my favorite guards growing up he was one of the reasons why I thought that you know like I always wanted to be KJ when I was growing up you know um so I I think it's warranted 16 I think is a good position because he he was to me like one of the first in my era first guards that you really looked
1: at and were like oh, okay yeah, The, the Suns have, you know, a great point guard. He, he was a guy that even Magic Johnson talked about how uh, amazing he was on the court. Dagoon brings up a great memory, too, when he came back. If you noticed on the graphic, it, it had his years played. Then he came back a year after retirement in the final, I think it was like 10 games of the season and into the playoffs because Jason Kidd got hurt mm-hmm. and the team... We needed somebody to fill in and and fill that gap. He came back and did that. But I, I want to move on. This is the first member of the Suns to make the list in the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Who else do you think is is worthy to be on this list from the Suns? I mean, who do you think will show up? In? So we only have how many do we have left? So we so have 15, fifteen left. left. Fifteen yeah. left. Okay.
2: I think there's definitely three. <clears throat> uh, three left. Right. I think I got that. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to have Book, Mm -hmm. you got to have Nash Mm -hmm. and you have to have Barkley. Those are the three that I know for sure, because we're we're judging it based on their time in Arizona. Right. Correct. Yeah. And so, like, for sure, I think that I I will say this, too. Like, if you haven't seen the list, go check it out. Um, You know, there's probably some feedback that you're probably going to want to (laughs) give because I'll tell you what. These lists always do that. There's (laughs) a lot of Sun Devils on that list. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? No. Uh, but yeah, I I think I, I think yeah you gotta have at least those three I would say.
1: Yeah, I was shocked because I don't think they'll appear later on that Marion and Amari didn't find a way. I was into that back half of the list.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm I'm kind of surprised that neither one of them made the cut. Although I understand like 25, there's gonna be yeah. omissions across the board there.
1: Like Saul said, with all the ASU, though, you probably could have put one of them in <laughs> at the back end of that <laughs> no, don't list. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah.
2: Nine ASU people.
1: I'm like, I'm sorry. No, Th- I this don't know. is Sun's town. I don't know
2: yeah. who. I don't know who was voting on this. Well, I don't know all the. the <laughs> fe- I don't know who all the Phoenix writers were that mm. that voted on this. But
0: clearly, they had a bias. Yeah. See, I, I abstained from voting because I don't know enough about the college history to really have like yeah. U of A and ASU, honestly. Yeah. But that seems like a lot compared to only four sons. Four.
1: I think. I think you're right with with book barkley and nash likely being on the list but should book already be top 10 all time in in Arizona sports that's yes that's yeah. the thing i've been thinking yes. about yes
2: yes yeah. because when you talk about the legends of Arizona sports history you got to talk about like are they iconic mm-hmm. could you talk about said team without at least mentioning them and not only would you have to mention devin booker but you'd also have to you'd have to have a significant portion of your franchise's history dedicated to Devin Booker because he was there when the team was at its lowest point uh, in the Sarver era. He was there when they rebounded and got to the finals, and he was there uh, during, to me, what what might be the golden age, hopefully, of Suns basketball here in the next maybe two, three, four years, and hopefully at one point. Uh, bringing this team their first ever championship. If if Devin Booker does that, if he gets this city their first NBA championship, to me it immediately vaults them above the Diamondbacks championship. Number one because this is the original franchise um, in Phoenix, and number two, he did something that no other Suns great could possibly do. So the most iconic team in the Valley and the most uh, iconic player on said team, he's got to be. He would be number one for me at that point.
0: Yeah, I, I think he's got a case already to be on Arizona Sports as Mount Rushmore of athletes, and that's that's a really contentious spot to get one of those spots because you're talking about Larry Fitz, Diana Taurasi, you know Steve Nash, um, Randy Johnson. But you'd, you'd
1: I, rate him over Steve Nash right now.
0: I don't know who I'd put him over. I'm saying he has a case. Okay, I'm not saying okay. I would, put it I would that's do true. it right now. But if, if he does bring the Suns a championship and and does what Charles Barkley and Steve Nash couldn't do, he's obviously to the top near the top of that. Or list. if he gets
2: to another finals, right? That's so two. I mean, that's yeah, more, yeah, like
0: that. I, he's already done things that Nash couldn't do. And yes, I understand Nash has 2 MVPs, Charles has 1, Book doesn't have that on his resume yet, but like he's been here for twice as long as Chuck was ever here, so that longevity matters. The fact that Saul said, like Saul said, he oversaw one of the fastest turnarounds in NBA history in terms of, you know, one season worst record in the league all the way to the best 3 seasons later, only the Celtics back in the 70s have had a turnaround quicker than that. Um, so I I do think that with the finals thing, with the fact that he's still not done, he's only 26 years old, like he's still got five or six more prime years left in this, in this city. So I, I think it's only a matter of time before he continues to climb and I would already put him in the top 10.
1: Yeah. I top 10 makes sense at this point. Top five, if he wins a title, he's automatically in that top five. And I think you make a great point very there could be a very good argument to put him at number one if they win a title plus he's well on his way to be the being the highest scorer in Suns history that's mm-hmm. almost a, a done deal as long as knock on wood injuries don't don't prohibit that so uh, there's it, it's tough to argue that nash uh, you know, if he if he accomplishes the title and is the greatest scorer, Nash is better than him. Never made a final. Sure, two MVPs. Barkley made a final, but and an MVP, but wasn't here very long, as Gerald said. Uh, I totally see see how Book could could easily wind up uh, number one in the in the not too distant future. Mm-hmm. I, and I don't think that's throwing shade at any one of of the no. other sons on the list. But if we were, you know who uh who could help you shady, shady Ray's. Oh, nice you didn't even give which, us a chance to answer which is also ray anderson's <laughs> nickname well, if I'm you did ask know. you a question and i'm not oh, going to no, It's not shady ray shady ray, ray. oh damn. let's talk uh, about shady ray we're ray ray catching strays rays <laughs> he deserves it <laughs> hey, hey we're going to we're going to ban ourselves from uh any more shady ray uh slander there Sh- uh, shady Ray's is the best in the business when it comes to sunglasses they've got the best warranty out there you break them you lose them even on day one they're going to replace them that's how much they believe in their product and believe in taking care of you and if you want right now use that promo code phnx you're going to get 50 percent off two pairs or more of the premium polarized shades that they have to offer. They're an independent sunglass company and some of the best in the world. And they have a new shop at Kierling Collinman. So you can go check out all the great sunglasses in person uh, heading up to Scottsdale. So exclusively, again, for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code PHNX. Save 50% off two pairs or more, try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people. Saul, did you have something?
2: I w- I do, but go ahead and finish up the next okay. ad read. That's going to be a spectacular
1: question. And no, I got no, I got no question. <laughs> well, actually, did you enjoy lunch okay. yesterday? So, all right, go. I
2: want to address something in the chat. <laughs>
1: <Phelps>. <laughs> uh, okay,
2: I- I've seen this so many times that it, it blows I don't me away. Get it. Uh, Michael Phelps is not an Arizona athlete, guys. He was born in Baltimore. Yeah. He just came here to train under Bowman
0: and was like an assistant that's, coach for ASU, and that's it. That's it. it. Not like, an Arizona
2: it, at all, yeah, though. he has nothing to do with ASU, U of A, nothing outside of the coaching. Like, I don't. He's not an Arizona guy. I don't know why people keep bringing him up. If he was an Arizona guy, then yeah, yeah. he would probably be number one. But he's not. So <laughs> yeah. no. Be hard to put an assistant swim coach on <laughs> twenty five. So, I'm sorry. Damn I'm good
1: as like... an assistant. <laughs> Those two years he trained here were unlike any other.
2: <laughs> anyway, you know, I just needed to address that because I've yeah. seen that so many times. I'm like,
1: uh, no. That's fine. You know what's number one though? I don't I'll, know. You tell me there, Espo. <laughs> Illegal Pete, who we had for lunch yesterday, they brought out a nice spread around here. A great mm-hmm. tacos, a great queso. They had a, a little of everything, even the chocolate chip cookies. Are good. Uh, and if you want to go out and have some fun at Illegal Pete's, you can do that. They have happy hour 3 to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. No matter where you want to go, uh, you can go to any of the 12 for that great happy hour. Illegal Pete's, the go to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for over 28 years. What did I miss in the chat?
2: No, it's just people are keep going, Well, he Phelps did, lives here. He did well, rehab in AZ. And he
1: rehabbed in <laughs> AZ. Okay. Uh, I, that doesn't make him an Arizona <laughs> I, athlete. <laughs>
2: He lives here. I don't here. know what to say Emma that.
1: Emma Stone? Brian Yeah. Let's, <laughs> she wore a Suns jersey once. She was born here and went to Xavier. <laughs> Why not?
2: Uh, also, uh, I do want to just go ahead and, and, and bring this up. Uh, there is a super chat.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Brian, thank you so much for your super chat. <laughs> uh, it says, so we're just going to ignore DA going full Zion. Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. He was we're- ironing <laughs> his girlfriend's hair. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <We're-> <laughs> That's the excuse. So, <laughs> one thing that I just don't care about is what these guys do in their own personal life. They could do whatever makes them happy. I don't care. Yeah, don't we're not care. we're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. Yikes.
1: Uh <laughs> Fiba World Cup. There's no good. There's no good transition. There. Speaking of ten foot tall. Speaking of ten feet. The basket. Yes, the, the basket and Fiba World Cup was ten feet tall today. You oh, uh, uh, Tabu. Taboos. You guys got me all wrong. Yeah. yeah t- Two thousand four. Uh, you. Uh, Uta, you. Know, Uta, you. 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 played Uh, His final game in the World Cup as Japan lost to Australia. They were eliminated uh, today. No Jock Landell on that team Mm -hmm. injury. Uh, But (laughs) Yuta out of the tournament. But I want to take a look at his overall numbers for the tournament. As we talked about yesterday, he was struggling with an ankle injury. uh, But he averaged 16 points a game, six rebounds. I
0: think it was 4.3 rebounds, though.
1: 4.3 rebounds, yeah. Yep, 4.3 rebounds, <laughs> shot 60% on twos, but he was only 28% from three. Uh, are, we, are we concerned uh, in, at all, or do we feel like this was ankle injury and playing in a roster that obviously not as talented as the one he's going to play
2: on? I have zero concern about Yuta Watanabe and <laughs> yeah. uh, his performance in the World Cup. Uh, he was one of the primary focuses of every defense because that team just didn't have a lot of talent. And mm-hmm. that's what it is. He's not going to have that problem here. Uh, and, and he's gonna have a lot more, he's gonna have a lot more open shots when he's here. Uh, and his ankle, hopefully will be 100% when he's here. So you throw all that stuff combined. Listen, he gutted it out for his country. He tried to do his very best. Um, I think that is absolutely commendable. And I think these guys, that's how much their country means to them is to represent the right way. And, they, and he did that. And I think mission accomplished. They got their first win over a European team ever and in, in in world play. So, hey, I, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things
0: where if you watch Japan play, and I know it was super early in the morning, so probably not a lot of people were, like their guard attack was very like ISO, shake and bake, throw up a three heavy. Like it wasn't the type of looks that Yuta's going to get. On the wing, in the corners particularly, a lot of his shots were very well contested. He's going to be getting a ton of open looks um, when he's not the number one or number two option on the court out there. If anything, I was kind of encouraged by the fact that he shot 60% inside the three-point line. He was doing a lot of stuff from the mid-range, getting to the basket and finishing well. Um, things that, you know, he might not be called to do on the Suns, but he at least did these things well to show that he's more than just, you know, a spot-up shooter. So um, I liked what I saw out of him. Like Saul said, he was gutting it out, playing through injury for his country, and he still was able to score, I think, more than 20-2 out of the three games. It was really the middle game where he just couldn't shoot worth a darn um, and I think those threes will fall when he has a little bit better spacing
1: around him. When they're wide open. Yes. Yeah, that helps. I think they will. Is, well, my favorite moment of the whole tournament for him, it may have actually been in the, in the prelim stuff. Mm. He went basically coast to coast, mm. auto play. Like, uh, you never hear much about his handle, and he actually. It wasn't bad. He mm-hmm. went from one end of the court, cut through the entire defense, laid it in, and it was pretty. But I'm not concerned. Look, no. it doesn't sound like it was a high ankle sprain. That Those are the kind that that linger for a while. So uh, he'll probably get some rest, be fine. He's got, what are we talking, five weeks mm-hmm. until training camps. That's, pl- that's ample <laughs> amount of time to get some uh, – some work done on it with the training staff, get, get better. Uh, Like Saul said, I, I appreciate a guy that guts it out, especially for your country and something that was a a point of pride. They were playing at home for the first time in feeble world cup play. Mm -hmm. uh, And they got a beat, beat a European team on their home court. That meant a lot for, for Japanese basketball. So I, I, I'll give a guy all the praise in the world for going out there and doing that, you afraid I was going to knock the wimp <laughs> out <off> the table. <laughs> You're getting so close! Uh, <laughs> oh, I loved, I mean, I'm used to talking with my hands. Uh, so I, I look forward to seeing him know what he does. Like you were saying, Gerald, when those looks are less contested, he's getting those wide open corner threes. I think it'll look a lot more like the Nets, uh, Utah, than uh, the three point shooting in this tournament. So yeah, uh, we got the best deal that we've ever had here. At we do next right now. We are doing a diehard discount for 48 hours. Only if you sign up today to become a disc, uh, a diehard member, you're going to get it for just $60, regularly $80. You can get it for 60 right now. This is savings. You can't deny as part of our countdown to kick off. Sam. Undeniable. <sighs> Undeniable. You're going to get Gerald's unbelievable writing uh, for free. You're going to or for for a discount here you're going to be able to read that you're to, not for free i'm not giving it away all right i'm we're still charging we're not giving it away for free you're also going to get to be part of the discord which mm-hmm. is my favorite thing about uh about the phnx family Is you get in there you can talk sons you can talk all the sports and it feels like a true community you get a lot of people you know supporting each other i love that so hurry up this is the first time we've ever done this, and probably the last. <laughs> you can become a diehard for $60 only. And don't forget also at phnxlocker.com, shirts are still $24 uh, on discount until Friday. It's just that easy. Become a diehard. Get your T-shirt. Let's have some fun as part of the phnx family. And, you know, I like to have some fun going golfing. That's mm-hmm. so all. You like to as well. I- I've talked about it. My game's ugly but I look pretty good on the course when I went with Pins and Aces. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm wearing the PHNX Pins and Aces shirt from our golf tournament, but they've got great hats, great polos, a little of everything that you could want Pins and Aces has. Uh, What's your favorite Pins and Aces thing, you own? (laughs) A polo. A polo? I like the hat. (laughs) And the quarter zip. Yeah, the quarter zip's nice as well. And the ball markers. Yeah, Yeah, I like it all. (laughs) I also
2: have the liquor stick. You do? Yeah. We gotta go golfing then. Yeah, well. I go golfing.
1: You can go to pinsandaces.com right now. Get 15% off with that code. P-H-N-X. We're going to wrap up the show.
2: There's a super chat.
1: We have a super chat. Okay, we'll read the super chat from Leo who (laughs) says, Who is your starting five? Of the worst sons of all time, I think we uh, save this for a topic another day.
2: I it's, don't want to slander guys. Yes, you do. I mean,
1: how many how many can I have on it? Oh, Stop it! Hold on! <laughs> hold all on! You, all you have to do is go back to like. 2017, yeah, and replace Jackson, and just, re- replace David Booker
0: those, out of it. Find one of those starting lineups. Uh, you can put Book it
2: in, on, on the 2000. We can just go 2018 if we wanted to. Yeah, Elliot yeah, Cobo, George King, Tyler <laughs> Ullis. Oh man, I mean, the all... list goes on and on. <laughs> <laughs> this man
0: started off. I don't want to slander anybody. <laughs> Seventeen <Slanders>. names later,
1: <laughs> let let's have some. Maybe we'll get into that another time. But let's let's have some fun to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. We talked about Gerald's vacation to start the show Mm -hmm. but now gerald i was watching along on your instagram i even messaged you how the hell are you not as fat as me with everything (laughs) you're eating but i need you to rank all this stuff you ate and drank we have photos of what you uh, what you partook in in both new orleans and minnesota i need you to to rank and tell me what you liked here
0: okay i can do that
1: Um, before before we start yeah i told you that these were going to be in order i lied um, okay. Fat liar. Don't know what kind of order these are. Okay.
0: Trying. Well, let's let's bring them out then. Let's see what we got here. Okay. So this this was number one out of both trips. This was from New Orleans. This was a fried alligator po'boy. boy, mm. and it came with this like kind of sweet chili sauce and this like cilantro mayo pickles. Um, it was honestly one of the top ten things I've ever eaten in my life. I love a good po' boy. I love New Orleans. It's one of the best city foods in the entire country. And this sandwich was absolutely life-changing. I got it at Curio, so if you're ever in New Orleans go hit them up and get the fried alligator po' boy. It was kind of regrettable because the day before I was talking about how cute alligators were. Cause we went on the swamp tour and the next day I was like, can, but can you fry one of them bitches up and put it on a sandwich?
1: <laughs> Don't so, worry. These all die of natural causes. So yeah, that, I'm sure nothing to be, concerned I'm sure. I'm sure. About. Um, I thought it was bold of you to already request to go on the new Orleans road, road trip this year <laughs> so you can get it again. Yeah.
0: I mean, I didn't, I, that's he didn't actually he didn't actually (laughs) no he didn't actually request it he did not but he
2: told me then i was like oh yeah i booked it for both of us (laughs) there we go
0: perfect
1: what else do we got from the from the trip beignets from cafe du monde of course a
0: necessity when you're in new orleans they're so good they're just i I can't really describe them if you've never had them before but they're on another level
1: they're pillows of pastry heaven
0: he can describe them. If you've never uh, had them, before.
1: Lindsay will tell you they're mid, but Lindsay's completely wrong.
2: <laughs> Lindsay's not so, here right no, now. No, so we... <laughs>
1: these are these are heavenly. And if you were in New Orleans and you don't get them, there's something wrong with you. They Ingredient so
2: wise, Lindsay has some uh, some some takes that are accurate. Mm-hmm. Food wise, I do not trust her food taste at all. <laughs> it's because of that one barbecue place in <laughs> Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. I think the tough.
1: beignet thing is worse than the barbecue. I mean, thing, it's pretty honestly. close. Yeah.
0: That's that's a tough one. It's unforgivable. <laughs> Um, this was a crawfish pasta from a place that I'll be honest, uh, memory was getting a little hazy at that point in the day. <laughs> so should we, tr- should we so... <laughs> trust
1: your Brady got
0: this too? Like, it was delicious. <laughs> I didn't finish it all because I was full from all the things that we had been drinking that day, but it was fantastic. It yeah. was really good. What's next? Um, oh, that's a hurricane. Oh, of course. Oh, from... no. Yep. Yep. Oh. Only okay. one. You can only have one of these because if you have two. You will ruin your next 48 hours have pretty I,
1: much. Have I told you my hurricane story? No. I think so. We were at the New Orleans All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. Go to Bourbon Street the yeah. first night. Mm-hmm. I have two of those bad boys because I'm, I don't know. i and you want know a, Espo. Yeah. Like yeah. super lightweight Espo. I was a little, I, I could handle it a little bit more back in the day. <laughs> I wound up passed out in an Arby's at the end of. Uh, Not an uh, Arby's. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> It was pretty bad. I had to. I had to have uh, the great Sean Deloney help me get back to my uh, my hotel room. Oh, Sean! Yeah, we were both a little worse for wear. But and then I ran the uh, uh, the what do you call it skills competition uh, at the NBA All Star Game the next morning, hungover as shit. That so, sounds terrible. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, let's see, what do we have next here? We, oh, these are the charbroiled oysters. I got them from Mr. Ed's oyster bar. They've got like multiple locations. So it's kind of like a chain, but they were so filling. I've never been full eating oysters before. Um, they were so oily and cheesy that it was a little bit much by the time I got to the last one, but they were delicious. But you powered through. I powered through. Okay. Did the Lord's work. Um, this was actually from Minnesota, um, wakame sushi, uh, this was my fiance's favorite sushi spot when she was coming up through college. It was nearby to where she was living, um, and it lived up to the hype. It was it was pretty solid. I enjoyed it.
1: Minnesota sushi wouldn't have, Min- wouldn't yeah. have
0: thought that Minnesota good. Um, and then we've got oh, this was actually low key one of my favorite meals on the trip to Minnesota. We went to a place called The Borough with her side of the family. They threw me like another little bachelor get together, and I had a hamburger with bacon and cheese curds on it. Oh It was really good. <laughs> like I saw it, and I was like, mm-hmm, "This sounds intriguing." And they put like a little kind of um, honey glaze over the top of the cheese curds. It was it was one of the best burgers I had. Makes me want to throw up. I know, you don't like cheese. Oh, you don't like cheese? Yeah. That's the thing.
1: though. I now know what I'm doing the next time I go to Culver's. I'm I'm getting the cheese curds <laughs> and a burger and combining that.
0: It was it was really good. Um, and then we have oh this was from Heggy so this is actually an oven made pizza that they have out there it's like a regional thing because I've never seen it around here but it's like a DiGiorno or Tombstone or whatever you just throw it in the oven and our host put like sliced pepperoni and extra cheese on top of it that's I've never had an oven made pizza that was that good it was it was unbelievable it looks so mid. It looks mid. <laughs> it really does. But it's delicious. Like, the cheese was really good. It was like that shit, like, I cooked from friggin' Costco.
1: Dude, right? I, I asked Gerald. I was like, I was well, like, was it's oven-made pizza,
0: so it's, like, not... It's not, like, fresh from a restaurant or something, but it's the best oven-made pizza I've ever had. That's for sure.
1: Our friend Flex says you're going to have to get him the lowdown on all Minnesota food he's going to... Oh, is he? Check out the Vikings okay. this year. I so. can do
0: that. I can do that. Uh, these were cheese curds from the State Fair. They were delicious. I... Made the mistake of getting them later on in the day after mm. I had eaten like. Twenty different types of food, <laughs> so it was rough powering through those, oh, but God. it was good. Yeah, I really, that, I really yeah. am upset
2: about yeah, this image that buddy. you chose. Yeah. This is a video that
0: Emma screenshotted yeah. with me just going to town on this deep fried fucking going ham <laughs> uh, on a
2: fucking dog, and
1: it was Woo! delicious. I bet it was, <laughs> was buddy. it looks, it looks. We're really about DeAndre Dad, have that, did that screenshot got, today. I, today? What I, is this? I, I got powdered
2: you, sugar all s- over my shorts. Surprise! You didn't have to use your other hand to hold it up. <laughs> I'm, you
0: guys are the worst uh, let's move on to the cookies sweet Martha's oh, that's cookies. That's a, cookies that's a bucket of cookies a more wholesome picture um, <laughs> I'm so mad at you Emma <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no they like literally try to stack cookies as high as they can in if you order the pail um, so she's like scooping up like 10 cookies at a time and layering them on top and you get to the top and you're like why is she still going I can't put the lid on this thing and apparently that's the thing at the Minnesota State Fair. They try to stack it as
2: high as yeah, they possibly you can. You got stuff your face with Pepperidge Farm. Yeah. It was.
1: <laughs> it's <a> Minnesota. <laughs> is, that, is that Boston? No, that was oh, not Minnesota. It, it Minnesota. Minnesota. it wasn't Minnesota. It wasn't oh, Boston. More. It wasn't anything. Um, but,
0: yeah, the Sweet Martha's cookies were really high up there. And then we have one of my favorite things, the fried pickles that were filled with cream cheese. <sighs> Oh man. It sounds amazing, so but good. it
2: also sounds just like, man, do I want to have a heart attack today?
0: No. It was I, When it was I saw worth
1: that, it. I was like, yes, heart attack's <laughs> worth that.
0: Line it up. Um yeah, that was that was really good. That was one of my favorite things I got at the state fair. And then this was another po boy. I think I got a fried oyster po boy at uh, this place called Sea Salt Eatery Eat in Minnesota. It's near like a dog park. It's in the middle of this big green park. It's just kind of a random restaurant that's in the middle of this park, but it <laughs> It was actually really good. How many things?
1: How many? We're still going. Mm -hmm. How much food did you take (laughs) pictures of?
0: All of all of my meals. All of of my meals. Yes. When I when I I travel, my favorite thing about going to new cities (laughs) is the food. Yes. And I will document all of it because then if I'm back in that city, I'll like go through my highlights and be like, okay, what do I want to eat this time? Yeah. Yeah. If Um, you follow
2: if you follow Gerald on
1: Instagram, his uh, highlights he has highlights with just. The, yeah, yeah I, I had to unfollow Gerald because I'm trying to lose weight and all his Instagram does is make me
0: hungry. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. Um, and then what do we have here? Oh, these were like these pokey things that came on a little chip of what are they called? The kale or whatever. Mm. Um, See, we- what? Seaweed paper, seaweed? yeah, seaweed, whatever. <laughs> I am clearly bro. not a health person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, that green shit you know that, I didn't want to eat. That, yeah, that,
0: lettuce? No, not that. <laughs> um, but yeah, poke was really good. Uh, this was up in Stillwater, which is right by the river that separates Minnesota and Wisconsin. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we had some drinks there. I truthfully don't remember what it what mine was because it was just kind of okay. Um, but the fiance got a very fancy pink cocktail. And then these were actually homemade drinks. Um, They were called Pears Gone Wild. And it was like this pear-flavored vodka with like simple syrup and something else in it um, that our host made that was really tasty. Oh, I forgot about the Juicy Lucy, though. (laughs) Yes. Another flattering screenshot from here. You're welcome. Um, But if you've never heard of a Juicy Lucy, there's this place called Matt's Bar in Minnesota that they claim to have the original there. And it's basically just a hamburger that they inject cheese into. So they cook it with the cheese in the middle so of the patty. It's like nightmare. sealed in there. And you ha- when you get it, you have to wait a couple minutes because if you bite into it, it'll burn the fuck out of your mouth. Um, and it actually, I waited a few minutes and it burned my hand because it dripped from my mouth to my hand. Um, but it was really good. I immediately ordered a second one. And yeah, that was... That that's it. That's all <laughs> that I. Brian
1: says, "Love how Gerald meets NBA stars, but takes book pictures of uncooked pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the pizza was cooked. It just wasn't a very high that quality." That pizza just looks so mid, Gerald. I I don't believe you that it was. Like, Emma, the, I will. I, trust... I will
0: order a Heggies, and I will prove you wrong. It was the best oven made pizza I've ever had. Better than DiGiorno. Better than anything you
2: can buy out here. Oh, thousand we, percent. The chat needs glizzy girth with that sax sound.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can, hold on. Do you have the sax? And do we have the picture? Let's give the people what they want
2: here. We're, How did hostile work that? environment. <laughs> I we skip the toy saxophone to for every win and we just throw this up. What, okay. we not? <laughs> what do we say? Oh, <laughs> we just, this is this intro graphic. <laughs> Welcome to uh, good.
1: I have no words Let me remind you You took a video of, uh, of you eating this thing It was me taking a bite
2: of something That has been turned into this If you, you watch the video Like my guy is enjoying that Fried Snickers for sure like, oh,
1: well, Gerald, just I Just close through, your eyes and listen I watched the video a couple times over And I was like mm-hmm. oh I can get like this Cute screenshot but then mm-hmm. I saw the opportunity And I had to yep. take it Yeah mm-hmm.
0: No, I understand. So
1: welcome back, Gerald. It's good That's to what be you get guys. for missing 11 straight days. <laughs> Hello says, oh yeah, I feel it in my bones. <laughs> welcome back, Gerd. <girl. laughs> This this is fun. Uh, I'm glad you're back here. (laughs) People are asking for this to be a reoccurring segment. I don't know if it was because of the screenshot or because of the food, but we'll see what we can do. When I
0: get my one or two vacations during this time of year, we'll we'll bring it back (laughs) at
2: the same time next year. Do we have more Super Chats? Is that it? I think that was... Oh, we do. Oh, we do. Okay. Uh, Leo Barrientos says, who is your – oh, we already read that that one. All right. Sorry. Sons Worldwide uh, says, I tried to convince them to keep you in Minnesota.
1: (laughs) He's trying to get your job is what he's saying. Okay. I see. I'm actually
2: surprised you didn't run into him while you were out there.
0: No, he messaged me a couple of times while I was out there, but yeah. no, I, I mean, the Minnesota State Fair is huge, and we had <laughs> stuff
1: to do every single day, pretty did, much. Did you talk to PD before you went and, and get no. any of these recommendations? I
0: actually didn't, but I don't think we barely had time to do all the stuff we had planned, so gotcha. it might need to wait till next trip. I am always looking
1: for recommendations on trips, though. His DMs are open. Give him food recommendations. Nothing weird, all yes. right? <laughs> he is Gerald Borgay. You can follow him at Gerald Borgay. He is Saul Bookman. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow the show at phnx underscore sons, and you can follow me at Espo. And remember, when you're traveling and you take... Pictures or video of you eating food? Hey, yo, my it could come back future. to bite you. Ahoy, hoy! Megas in
2: control and he never gonna let go. PHNXDO, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we hit to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B, always on the